0: welcome to another episode of the suzanne show where i talk a little online business human resources personal development chronic illness and whatever else i decide to chat about i am so excited that you are here and i love to hear from my listeners please feel free to reach out to me on my website suzanneproxa.com or on my program site, programs.suzanneproxa.com or on all the socials where I'm also Suzanne Proxa. And don't forget to put that K before the S. Let's move on with the episode. I can't wait for you guys to dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Suzanne Show. I am here with one of my favorites today, Tammy Morrison. And so prepare yourself because I'm sure we're going to have a very interesting conversation. And um, she has been a friend of mine for several years. Uh, she's got books out there and does all kinds of wonderful things uh, with live video, etc. But I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself to get started. And then we are going to go from there.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Suzanne, for having me. I really appreciate this. I am at first, first and foremost, as the children say, I am a wife, a mother and a grandmother. I have two beautiful little grandsons. (laughs) One is 10 and the other one is one. How about that? Wow. Um, Right? (laughs) But I'm a healer and also an author and I've written, I just published my third book, January the 1st, actually. I didn't even realize I had published it on January 1st, but yeah. So I'm super excited about all of that because that all came um, as a surprise to me because I've always loved writing, but I never saw myself as a writer. And I honestly didn't feel like I was good enough to do that. However, fast forward a few years, I have done that and I've shared my story in my second book, which was definitely a journey, definitely a healing journey.
0: Yes. And I know that you, you did really well with that book, didn't you? I think you got that into a lot of hands.
1: Yeah. That book. Yeah. That book is all over the world. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I'm super excited because I really, I didn't, I, to be honest with you, I did not have expectations for it. I just said, I felt the call to write it. And I knew that it was going to be something that was going to inspire and to give people hope. You know, and that was really one of the reasons why I decided to share that story because it was difficult to write because it's my story. You know, it's it's easier to write if you're writing somebody else's story, but when you're writing your story, it is totally a different thing. And I took my cue from *The Pursuit of Happiness*. Oh, you, know, you remember the movie that? Yes, I was yes. The guy that. The movie was about he said they asked him was it easier for him to write the story or to live the story and he said it was easier to live it because living it you don't have time to think about it you just have to do what you got to do he said but writing it he said it's like you have to relive it when you write it oh yeah to be able to get it out there and so that i took my cue from him And that was exactly the experience that I had. I mean, writing it was, I mean, I wrote that book in 30, about 30 days. Wow. But I, I was um, on a mission, you know, when I wrote it and I, I, I felt like I needed to get it out, you know, and I felt like, I felt like it was something that people needed to read, you know, because I felt like It would give them so much hope, you know, because I, because when I went through a lot of that stuff that I wrote about in the book, I actually remember asking God, I said, why did I have to go through all this? You know, and I went through it really young. And so I asked God, "So why do I have to go through all this? And I heard so clearly, like I, I had never heard up until that point before, you know, this is not for you. And so when I thought back to that, because that was like 30 years ago when (laughs) I had that conversation with God, but when I thought back on it and, you know, that came back to me and I was like, okay, so I need to share this story, you know, so that people will know that you can go through all kinds of stuff and you can still, you know, come out on top and you can still rock it and you can still, you know, have your life and stuff. Even if you've been through, you know, I call it hell you know, so that was one of the, the things that made me decide to really get this out, and then even after I wrote it, I still kind of sat on it for a little while, because I was like, I don't know about this, you know, because, you know, because you're putting your life out there, you know, Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know about that, and I think about it now, it's like, my life is all over the, the world, it's in almost every country, you know, yes, so I was like okay but once I I went through the process and I did it you know because the backstory of this is that this is the third time I've written this book the third time wow so like I wrote it one time and of course it wasn't complete because it was before I finished but I wrote it and I I had it on a computer that so that was gone And then I wrote it again and I had printed it off because I said, I'm not going to have it, you know, disappearing again, printed it off in a storage that I lost because I took this, this huge leap to move across the country. And so, yeah. So then this time I was like, okay, I'm going to have to get this out here. So I got, you know, some encouragement from a few people and I was like, okay, all right, I can do this. And then I actually shared it with my current husband, you know, and he was like, oh my God. <laughs> he told me, he said, baby, he said, I had no idea that you went through all that. And I was like, yeah, it's not like dinnertime conversation. You yeah. know, that's not like first date material. <laughs> right. So I was like, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, he, so he was like crying when he read it. He was like, maybe that thing had me in tears. And I was like, yeah, I had some of those too (laughs) along the way. (laughs) Definitely. But yeah, so that, that definitely was a healing journey for me. And I'm actually encouraging people to do that, to share their story, whether they want to share it publicly, you know, because a lot of people don't want to share it publicly, but they just need to get it out. You know, because writing helps you to heal in that way.
0: Yeah, I totally, you know, I also would like to share some of my story as well. And I'm in one of those positions where I'm sitting here thinking to myself, is my mom going to read it, (laughs) you know, right? and uh, because some of it would, you know, involve her as well. And it's like, oh, I don't know you know, so I know I totally understand how brave you have to be to put that out there. And and one thing I was going to say is, do you mind just telling the audience a little bit about uh, about your story to give them some context? And then I don't know if we mentioned the book title.
1: Oh, (laughs) okay. So that book title is Walking Away. But when you were talking about your mom thing, I did wrote a mom story too. Oh, and that was, Unchained Me Mama. And that was the first one it was an um, anthology. And that, yeah, I actually had to have a conversation with my mom about that because it was about her <laughs> and our relationship. And, you know, and so I had to share that with her because there were things in there that I never really told her, you know, mm-hmm. So I shared it with her and I said, Hey, I want to write this, you know, I'm going to write this book, you know, and I didn't even ask her. I just said, I'm going to write this book. You know, I already had contracted to write it. And so I said, I'm gonna write this book and this is what it's gonna be. And this is what's gonna be in it. And I just want you to know, and are you okay? And she said, yeah, I'm fine with it. And uh, believe it or not, my mom was like one of my strongest supporters. She was the first one to purchase the book. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, she bought like the ebook and she bought a a paperback (laughs) as well. (laughs) (laughs) I love it yeah so that was that was something you know I was like but that also was a healing journey for you know because I I knew that you know we needed to heal I wanted to heal you know with my mom because our relationship was crazy and I had a better relationship with my grandmother Mm -hmm. Um, and so I wanted that relationship to heal so I wrote in that story about that but this one walking away which is my story and matter of fact to me read what it all says walking away winning the war aids and abandonment so that in that story it was about relationship that I have with my ex-husband and he was a cheater (laughs) he just liked to cheat with other women and I was married to him for uh, about 20 years because i Kept forgiving him, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so the story. I think I we start the story with when he was being diagnosed with HIV, because you know the cheating it catches up with people sometimes, mm-hmm. especially if they do it you know unprotected, and so it did. And so I wrote that story and talked about you know basically I think it started out with us going to the hospital because he actually had pneumonia and I knew that he had pneumonia because I am a nurse. (laughs) I listened to his lungs. And so I, when we went to the hospital, the doctor actually said he had presumptive signs of HIV. And I said, and and it was funny because the doctor actually didn't even name it. He just said he has presumptive signs. And I, I gathered that he knew that I would know because I actually had worked Um, with him at another hospital. So he knew me. And so we just took it there. And we, you know, once we got a diagnosis and all that stuff, and then I kind of just went over, you know, how we managed that and how we navigated it. And with our kids and stuff, because, you know, our kids, I didn't tell our kids, we didn't tell them. They didn't know for years because they were young. And I just didn't think that they could handle it. Or I didn't, I knew they could handle it, but I didn't want them to have to handle it. You know, because this was back in 2000, I think, and the stigma was so bad. I mean, it's, it's still not as good as it probably could be, but the stigma back then was really, really bad. And I didn't want my kids to have to deal with that. And I didn't want them to be thinking, you know, my daddy's going to die. You know, I just didn't want that for them. So we, you know, we, uh, we made the decisions to keep that from them. Cause they were, I think they were like 10 and 12 when this happened, you know? So I couldn't imagine having to deal with that kind of thing at that age, right? you know? And, you know, we, you know, as a mother, we protect our kids, you know, at all costs. And I was no different than that. So I really wanted them to, you know, because I didn't want them to have to grow up too early. You know, I, I needed them to be children as long as they were going to be children you know and I felt like something like that would knock them out of the, ch- the children arena so yeah so yeah so it it was it was a journey and and it's amazing that I can talk about it now like I can because I feel like the healing has set in you know and it's it's, it's because it it was so many things you know because for me I felt like you know I didn't feel loved because he was this man that I was married to that, you know, didn't, wanted to have sex with all kinds of other people. (laughs) And so that was something that I, I, you know, I I shoved down and I pushed down a lot until I, you know, really, until I began to write about it, you know, because I, I think I, Cause I actually did counseling and all this stuff once I got my divorce and what and stuff like that. And so I need, I knew I needed that and I needed to talk to somebody and I actually got my kids counseling as well because I knew they needed to talk to somebody, you know? And you know, so I thought I had ironed out a lot of things, but when I sat down to write this thing, so many emotions came, so many emotions and so many things that I thought I had already healed from. <laughs> So yeah so that was it was a journey it really was you know it really was
0: so you know with what you just mentioned about you know just all of the feelings and everything that came up you know you talk in your uh, bio about helping women find their voice but then you know when you find that voice then, you know, you, you can run into, you know, these things coming, coming back and having to heal. I mean, what did, how did you find your way through all of that? What did, what did you do to work your way through all of those feelings and still manage to get your, your voice out there and the strength to put your story out there?
1: A lot of shadows, a lot of shadow work, a lot of looking at the dark side, you know, lots of that and lots of healing work, you know, and lots of prayer and lots of journaling. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. And this is work that you help other people with, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. That's
1: actually how I got here because I started looking and I said, you know, I started thinking what would I have wanted, you know, because all of these things, I navigated on my own. I only help I got was when I went and got the counseling and I, I had four sessions. So that was the only help that I had. So I, you know, so everything that I did, I cultivated, you know, I created things and I did stuff on my own. You know, I actually sat down and, and started doing like sticky notes on the mirror, the bathroom and on the refrigerator you know, and everywhere that I was going to be and look, Mm -hmm. you know, just saying beautiful things to myself, like, you know, you're beautiful, you know, you're smart and you're, you know, all these things that we want people to say to us, I said to myself, you know, and I did that. And I, 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 yeah. And I did a lot of meditating because that was primary (laughs) in order to try to Just create that, that peace, you know, because that really is the major thing. It's like, you know, when you go through stuff like that, and then when you bring it back up and you have to relive it, you know, it, 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 it disturbs your peace. So in order to cultivate that peace and just, you know, I honestly just took some time and, and just got into myself, you know, like that, that, that primary form of intimacy. Yes. You know, and that that was the thing because that, you know, because a lot of times we spend so much time on the outside of ourselves, you know, and dealing with other people and, you know, things like that. And it's like a lot of times we don't spend that intimate time, you know, that intimacy, you know, you don't go inside. You know, and and, and a lot of times we don't go inside because we're scared of what we're gonna find.
0: (laughs) Yes. And there's a definitely a level of honesty (laughs) that is required. Yes. um, when you do that. Because I think you're you're well aware, I've been doing just a huge healing journey myself. Yes. Over the last three years. I think that people who who used to know me, they know a completely different person.
1: Yes. I agree.
0: And And it is some, it's work, sometimes painful, sometimes joyful, but incredibly freeing.
1: Yes, that is, that's the thing. The freedom, you know, it's like you, there's nothing better, you know, than than freedom and peace. You know, it's like, oh my God, here we go. You know, and sometimes I sit there and I, I used to, used to hear this song in my head all the time. It's a little bit older song, but the girl used to sing, how did we get here? Mm. You know, she said, how how did you get here? She said, I can't sing it. (laughs) She said, how did you
0: get here? Yes. Nobody's supposed to be here.
1: You remember that one? Yes. Oh, that was great. Yeah, I love that. And I, I remember that. And that song would play in my head. Like, how did, how did, how did we get here? You know? I'm like, wow. And, and that would just be playing. You know, how did we get here? Because sometimes you, you're you just going, but you don't even know how you got to a place. You know? Yes,
0: I absolutely agree. <laughs> Can the audience just laugh with us on that one? Like, yes.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh my God, here we go. You know, but how do we get here? You know, how did we get here? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, but yeah, so I'm, I am, I feel like you, you know, like I am a whole nother person than I was even, I would say even two years ago. Oh, yes. You know, because I mean, for me, I had this amazing journey where I left, I'm going to say the state, South Carolina, and I went and moved to Arizona. <laughs> and I did it because I heard spirit tell me to do it. And so I did. And I had no job. You know, I had a place to stay because I had a cousin that invited me out, but I had no job. I had a car note. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I I laugh. I said I had a dollar and a dream (laughs) (laughs) because I was called to do that. And, you know, now I know why because my husband, I met him in Arizona, you know. And so I I guess I had to get there in order, you know, for him to find me, you know. But, but yeah. So I, I, when I think about it, it's like, wow, you know, because when, even when I think back, I'm like, damn, you did what? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. You, you know, you have everything and everybody you know back east. Yeah. And now I'm in Washington State. How about that?
0: That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually often I'm in a position where I could do the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, and I I think about it. <laughs> you know. So I totally understand what you mean by being called. And that's that's awesome you know, to hear somebody say that, yeah, I did this and, and it worked out great.
1: It worked out fine. I'm telling you, I never, ever would have dreamed because I wasn't looking for anybody, you know, as as far as a man, I was just, you know, not happy with what I, where I was and wasn't getting no, no good prospects, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I mean, because you know I, I look at you and I'm like you're cute so you probably get plenty of prospects but you know you got to get good ones exactly yeah and then the thing is is once you get to a certain point in life you know what you want and especially if you already had some things that weren't good you know what you want you know and you and once you begin to put that out there and you say okay this is what I want he's got to have this you know because there were certain requirements that I like because I need a man that likes me has good insurance <laughs> getting older. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you look at things like that, you know, it's like, okay, I need somebody because I know for me, I'll work a job, but I don't like to stay at jobs. If I, if it starts getting crazy, I just go. I peace out so fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't want to be thinking about, you know, I got to stay here because I got to have this insurance. No, fuck that. You know? <laughs> So that was one of the things on my list, you know, that was my example, but, but yeah, so you, you, you do, you get to a place, you know what you want and you're not going to settle for, you know, anything else. Yeah. You know? And then you, you, for me, I said, I need a man that is going to love me. Like I need to be loved, you know, cause we all have our ways to be loved. Yes. Everybody has a way that, that they're loved and everybody has a love language, you know, But yeah, but we're not all loved the same, right?
0: That's right. Yeah, I love languages, gifts.
1: (laughs) I'm just Uh, yeah. (laughs) I'm with that all the way. I I like I like roses, you know, flowers and things. Yeah, yeah. I'm an only child, so. Oh wow, that yeah. If that explains it, yeah, it sure does. Uh huh. I laugh. I said. I laugh. I said. I said once you uh, target that, you know. And you're already so far out the gate, you know, (laughs) once you know what your love language is so that you can tell people. Cause the thing is, is, you know, men, a lot of times they don't be knowing, you know, you have to tell them. Yeah. You know? Okay. So, so what I really like is I like this, this type of ring. (laughs) Right. And I like these, I like coach pocketbooks or I like Michael Kors or, you know, this is what I like. And you see this necklace. This is what I like. You know, when you do that, then, you know, they get you stuff you like.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm easy. Concert tickets and get me in the front rows. That's yes. it. Well, easy. not right now, obviously, but right now. Yeah. Let's not go get started on that topic.
1: No, because uh, I tell you, that is what I miss the most is, is just being able to go out. Like, like tonight, me and my husband are both off. And he's like, baby, we need to find some place to go because we need to go out. We need to go out and dance. I said, honey, those places are not open. <laughs> right. They're not open. And if they were, we might not want to go in there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not a good idea. Yeah. Right? Well, I cuz I love. I mean, oh girl, I I could dance. We usually shut clubs down when we go in. Yes, me too. We will dance to even at my dance. age. Oh
0: yeah. Even at my
1: age? age. I'm older than you.
0: Are you? <laughs> yeah yeah I it's so it's so funny because my my friends are all like I'm staying home watch tv read books and I'm like get me out of here yeah I'm going to dance
1: yes (laughs) yeah I know I know the last place I went I think was we went to a reggae club this was before the the coronavirus came out I think right before I think yeah it was like January I think and I was in Tucson Mm -hmm a place that they do reggae and it was really nice fun yes lots of fun I was like this was a blast mm-hmm. you know good fun nice music and good drinks win 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 yes <laughs> hopefully it will still be
0: there for you whenever this ends you know a lot of the
1: places are shutting down I know and it's sad because there's money out there for them but you know what I've been noticing is that they've been giving a lot of the big businesses money and the smaller businesses are not getting it like they should
0: yeah I think some of them aren't trying either I think that's part of the issue like locally we have a lot of not a lot but a few venues that are more music related and they've definitely asked for the money to stay afloat but I've certainly seen others that just really don't seem to have tried much of anything so
1: I think they probably got frustrated, to be honest with you. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I said, they're probably just like tired because <laughs> I could see how that could really wear on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, because it because it happens so quickly. Yes. I mean, it was like, shit. It's like our world changed overnight. It really did.
0: I yeah, I, re- I remember the day when, I mean, it was midday when we decided to send everybody home and then it's been over a year. Yeah. It's that's right. literally been, well, maybe in a week or two, it will be yes. over a year. Like there, it was a day in March and we're sending everybody yeah. home by two. Yep. I, I
1: mean, yeah, crazy. Because it started like right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they actually told me the facility that that got it first because because I was like what about so they were like you don't want to go there they got a COVID <laughs> yeah
0: well I went to a truly sold out concert Luke Combs at the end well mid-February of 2020 well, how was that And thank goodness, I went first of all, and it was also I mean, he's just such an amazing artist. I wish people that hated country music would just listen to him.
1: Yeah, super
0: talented. And, you know, a lot of times these arenas claim they're sold out when they're not. But this one truly was, there was not a seat empty in that place, And it's huge. And I had to tell you, you know, I, I'm high risk. So it would surprise me if I didn't land in the hospital, but I will say I was incredibly sick with something, you know,
1: within a couple of weeks. We, I believe that my husband and I had this thing because in January, girl, I was sick as a dog and I'm, I never get like sick like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The fibromyalgia is one thing, but. I manage that with just keeping the stress down and all that, if I can, you know, when I start feeling pains and all that stuff, it means that I need to make a change, <laughs> I need to pivot, right. you know, do something. So I managed that, but with like respiratory and stuff like that, I n- I'm never rarely ever sick. And so I got so sick, girl, I had to call out of work and I never really do that either much. But I just, I could not, oh my God, I felt like I was going to die. <laughs> I yeah. I don't know what this is. And I went to the doctor. They couldn't find shit. The chest. Of course they weren't, looking, off. they weren't looking for, you know, the COVID because this was like January. Right. Like right at the end of December, when the year we were flipping over the year, me and my husband, same thing. And he went to the doctor too. Nothing, couldn't, nothing. They were like, oh, it's just a virus. Uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah so we, we've been truly truly fortunate because my husband works in in high risk like I said we never stopped working we were always still working because we we what are they calling people essential workers yes so we we never stopped and and we 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 were both clean we haven't gotten and and my husband they test him every week and we were getting tested every week until i think last week now they're saying, I think we're down to every month or every other week, I don't know, some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Probably every other. I just don't even keep up. I'm like, y'all just let me know when I need to come. And I'll get in
0: time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because at least the test isn't that one they were using early on. Now it's not bad at all. Right. But yeah. So, it's all good. So I have one last question. For you, in your bio, you, you talk about people having two stories. I think this is really cool. How you see yourself and how the world sees you. Yes. Do you want to talk about that just briefly?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. That actually hit me one day. I was actually being live on Facebook and I heard that come out of my mouth. So, I knew that it was from my guides because I hadn't even thought about it. But what what that looks like is we all see ourselves in actually a few different ways, you know, because I thought about it like this the way we present ourselves on Facebook is one way, of course, for a lot of people. You know, there are those of us like you and like me, you know, and other people that are authentic. And, you know, what you see is what you get, you know, but then there are other people that, you know, they just show their, their cars and their, you know, houses, kind of like, yeah. like the rappers in the videos, Yeah. you know, so, you, you know, you see those people and then how the world sees you. When you look at that, they look at, you know, whatever story you put out there, they see that. You know, and then there are those that are, you know, like you and I, that can see through all that. It's just like, okay, how do you see yourself? You know, because a lot of times we don't see ourselves like the world sees us, right? You know, the world sees when I look and I, well, actually when I, when I talk to people and when I have done client sessions and stuff, people see me way bigger than I see myself. You know, people have seen me. Let's go there. Because I have shifted and transformed where I can see myself being bigger. But people still, people see me in one way and I see myself another way. And that's typically how it is for everybody. You know, people see you people see you and you're larger than life suzanne yeah you are you're just you're just this huge person but you see yourself as as just just suzanne right you know just 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 suzanne around the way girl <laughs> <laughs> but people see you as suzanne extraordinaire you know yeah so that, so that was kind of the origin of, of that of that statement It. It hit me like I was like, oh wow, that is so real. Yeah, that's true. Because you yes. see yourself one way, the world sees you another way.
0: Yeah, you know, they like, don't always blend.
1: No, they don't. Sometimes okay. they they merge and get get pretty close, but not always. You know, and it 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 really is interesting when you ask people, you know, how do they see you or what do they think you are, or what do they think you do, or something like that, you know? And then you'll you'll get some surprising answers. Yes, or you'll get some answers that that light you up. <laughs> You're like, right? oh my god! <laughs> you... <laughs> For sure, you know, because I actually had somebody say that to me on live one time. I was like, I'm just I'm just a regular I'm just a regular girl. You know, I'm a 52 year old girl now, but I'm a regular girl. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I put my pants on same way you do, you know. I go to the bathroom and pee same way you do, you know. Unless you stand up or something, I don't know, but, <laughs> you know, but I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a real, I'm a, I'm a real girl. I, I laughed. I thought about it. What is that, Pinocchio? I'm a real girl. Yeah, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that is, that is definitely one of the things that was super weird about getting into online business. Like yeah. All of a sudden you're like this little celebrity almost, mm-hmm. you know, not big time, obviously, but Facebook famous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy.
1: I gonna tell you something, something funny that happened to me. So I went to this job and I was, you know, doing orientation or whatever. And so this girl walks up to me and she says, hey, she's how you doing? And I said, oh, I'm good. And she introduced herself and whatever. And then she said, I said something and she looked at me, she said, I know you. And I looked at her, I said, you do? She said, at least I know your voice. And I looked at her and I said, Facebook. She said, yes, <laughs> I was just watching you on Facebook because she went back. She's like, I was just watching you on Facebook the other day. I said, yep. Yeah. Facebook famous. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was cute though. I thought it was really cute. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially like the TikTokers, the people who go from nobody knows their name and then they do one viral TikTok in there.
1: Well, girl, home. do you know how easy it is to give views over there? Yeah, it is. I was like, maybe it's because it's 60 seconds. <laughs> Yeah, that and reels are a big deal. Yes. You know, and I, I laughed. I thought about it. I said, it makes sense though, because if you think about it, we live in a microwave society. You know, everybody wants things yesterday. Yep. You want it to take 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so if you put a reel on that's what a minute and the TikToks is 60 seconds or whatever, then, you know, you can get a little bit of information and go on about your day.
0: Yeah, I I keep telling clients, like, you know, no, really, you, you don't have to have your course videos be an hour. Your people will not finish.
1: That's what I tell people.
0: Short videos, even if you're splitting something up into shorter videos it's gonna keep their attention better, you know, people just yes. nobody has the time or the the bandwidth the attention span.
1: No. I
0: mean, especially now, you know, everybody's so stressed out. Your brain can only do so much. Yes. You know, and is. I I swear that's why, you know, Disney, you know, they're putting out all of this great, all these great shows and content. And if you notice, they're all 30 to 40 minutes. They're short.
1: Yes. Well, I'm going to tell you, I had a friend that told me, she said, you need to write some of those shorts. She said, you can do Amazon shorts. And that's what my third book is. It's an Amazon short. It's Mm. it's an ebook. Cool. So it's on Amazon, but you know, it's not a paperback or anything. It's just an e, so you can get it on the Kindle, but it's a short. And she told me, she said, girl, she said, people are making a killing with those things. Nice. I said, well, it's time for me to make a killing then. Yeah. (laughs) So I wrote That's a great idea. I that short and it actually, it actually is a short story is what it was, but it's a long short story. So I, I was, when I was looking at it, I was thinking about trying to cut it down some or make it into two stories or something like that. Cause it was a long short story. Right. So when she gave me that idea, I was like, Oh, you know what? I'm jumping on it. And so I just, you know, got that thing edited and, you know, found somebody to make the cover and all that and put that thing together. And I was like, okay, this is what's up. <laughs> you know? And I got a couple more. I'm about to do that way. Cause I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. She, she was like, girl, she's like, they're, they're making, and she's, I laugh. I tell my husband, say, she's a real writer. Cause she's written like 15 or 20 books.
0: <laughs> and she, well, that's, that is definitely interesting. And so, I mean, You know, there are definitely people in my audience who are looking for for ways to do such things. So, hey, maybe we just drove a bunch of people to
1: uh, do Amazon Shorts. I'm telling you. And if they need some help, they can call me because I am an intuitive book consultant. (laughs) Well, and that brings me to
0: my my very uh, last question for you. And that is how can people get in touch with you if they want to check you out, work with you,
1: whatever? Okay, awesome. I'm glad you asked, Suzanne. So they can get in touch with me on Facebook at Unleashing Your True Self. They can get in touch with me on Instagram at I am Tammy Y. Morrison. They can get in touch with me on my YouTube channel, which is Tammy Morrison. And also on LinkedIn, Tammy Morrison dash Unleashing Your True Self. Um, I'm trying to think. I think those are all the places that you can get in touch with me. They can always um, send me a message on Messenger, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, any of those things. I try real hard to check. I check Facebook more than all the rest of them, but I'm really trying to get myself in a habit of making sure I check all through those. Yes.
0: Awesome. And then are you on Clubhouse as well? Oh, yes.
1: I am on Clubhouse. Intuitive Tammy. Awesome. Yeah, I love Clubhouse. I just have not you know you guys do the do the early morning thing you know from the east coast so you guys are on like one o'clock or something and so that's like 10 o'clock my time because I'm out west yeah and I just don't always get up that early because I had to I had to give myself some grace because I was having problems with flipping my schedule you know because gotcha. I've I've worked night shift for over 20 years and gotcha. so my body as I've gotten older does not like to flip back like it used to like I used to, when I was younger, I could just, like I get up this morning, I could just stay up all day and then sleep at night. But my body is not doing that type of shit now. Wow. <laughs> it has I, to so,
0: um, so I'm one, up late. Yeah. So yeah. one thing that I am going to start doing is doing what I call like after parties, after shows. And so if you are interested, we can schedule it at a time when you'll, you'll be awake. I'll be awake. Yes. (laughs) And we could do like an after, after podcast, after party room uh, sometime
1: in late March. Nice. If you would be interested. I am interested. Just, you know, send me a message so I can put it on the, you know. Awesome. So for
0: everybody listening, if you want to make sure that you don't miss that, Tammy gave you her handle. Mine is at Suzanne Proxa, like literally everywhere. It's, it's consistent across the board. And just make sure you click the little bell at the top so you get notified when I have rooms. But of course, I also publicize the daylights out of them. And if you are a member of my club on Clubhouse, of the visible and profitable female entrepreneur. That should improve your chances even better of seeing it because I'll make sure that I run it through that room but make it visible to everybody. So end of March, Tammy, we will figure something out for that. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. We definitely covered a lot, finding your voice, a little talk about COVID. Uh, it was a it was a great discussion probably led a bunch of people to go write Amazon shorts. So I would say it was a pretty productive episode.
1: <laughs> I have truly enjoyed it. I, I always love anytime I can be in your presence anyway because Suzanne, she don't know I had a girl crushing her for like since I met her. <laughs> Aww. I was like, she she is just so sweet. And your voice, I think I saw a live you did, you know, back then, what about four years ago now or so? Oh yeah. I saw a live and I was like, oh my gosh, she is fantastic. I just love her. And you can feel the passion that you have. You can see it, you can feel it, you can hear it. And I really just want to tell you that.
0: Oh, thank you so much. That is a great way to end the show. <laughs> That is awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you to the audience. And we will see you on the next episode, everybody.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Suzanne. I
0: hope that you loved this episode. If you did, give me those shout outs, show me some love on iTunes, give me a rating. And hey, if you want to know where to find me, you can find me on pretty much all social media at Suzanne Proksa. That's S U Z A N N E P R O K S A. And you can also head over to my website, SuzanneProksa.com. Until then, I'll see you in the next episode. And here is the party music for you.